Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Welcome back, listeners, to this week of special bonus mini episodes where I am busting the top five divorce myths. I'm doing this for Independence Week. Today is Thursday, July 6th, and I have busted three other myths up to now, and I'll be busting one last myth tomorrow on Friday. If you haven't listened to the other divorce myths we've busted, make sure you check out Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's mini episodes. I bust myths around divorce being a war. It always has to be a war. I bust some myths around custody and alimony in the last three days. So definitely go back and listen to those. Today, I'm going to bust the divorce myth that divorce always has a negative impact on children. This is a really, really common one. And the thing that very often holds people back from getting a divorce and that causes, I think, the most fear and just upset for every parent going through divorce. Honestly, I don't know many any parent who goes through divorce that isn't kept up some nights worrying about the negative impact of the divorce on their children. And so the reality, I want to reassure you from right here, while divorce can be difficult for children, Research has shown, and you've heard me say this on other episodes, but I really want to drive this home in this mini episode. It is not the divorce itself that causes harm for your kids. It is the conflict between their parents. It is how much you and their other co-parent are fighting or are in conflict. Parents who are able to cooperate and co-parent effectively can minimize greatly the negative impact of divorce on their children and can in fact emphasize the positive impact because often children in a home where there is discord, a marriage that is not healthy, can do better and thrive in two separate households with cooperative co-parents. So Let's dive in. I'm going to bust this myth for you. We're going to talk about some of the realities of divorce for children. And this has been an ongoing theme throughout the many, you know, three years or so that I've been doing this podcast. I really, I know that for every parent, this is a concern. And it's one of the reasons, as I said earlier, that many people put off getting a divorce, which frankly then can just make the divorce process even harder because the bad feelings or the discord has grown even more. So the, the myth is that the common, you know, the common assumption is that divorce will always have that negative impact on children. Reality is different. Divorce can be difficult, but it's it's your conflict. We know this. In fact, there's an episode coming up next week. So tune in next Monday. I have a former family court judge 
and his wife, who is a mental health professional, and they are coming on to talk about this very factor, that it's the conflict between parents that causes harm to children, that indicates that they are going to have negative consequences arising out of the divorce, but it's not the divorce itself. The negative impact of divorce comes from parental conflict. So let's explore the truth behind the myth. Let's explore the truth behind the myth. Divorce, I mean, it is a traumatic, it's traumatic for everyone going through the process. It means change. Change is hard. But, but it is not always the truth that it is going to have an ongoing negative effect upon your children. I really want to challenge that here for you all and talk and dive into the reality. Research truly has shown that divorce itself is not what's going to hurt your children, but it really is that level of conflict between the two of you. The high levels of conflict, hostility, poor communication, and this is during and after the divorce, have a detrimental effect on your children's well-being. That is a very direct correlation. But it's important to note that divorce can also have positive outcomes for children when parents are able to cooperate and prioritize their needs. So that's a long way of saying, don't focus on the divorce itself. Like divorce instantly means my children are going to be harmed. It goes back to the the myth we busted on Monday. We're getting a divorce. It's going to be war. Not true. That myth is busted. So is this one. The number one key is that as quickly as possible, parents get on top of the situation and do what they can to minimize the negative impact. So that means understanding that the level of cooperation and the level of communication and respect between co-parents is the direct collateral effect upon their children. So what can parents do? How can, you know, what does it mean to effectively co-parent, to have cooperation, to be respectful and have a, maintain that respectful relationship? Well, here are some key strategies to get on board with, to where you can discuss these and have a plan to implement these with your co-parent. You want to minimize conflict. I know it seems obvious, but parents should strive to keep the conflict because it's almost inevitable that there are going to be moments of it, but keep it away from your children. And please, if you are out there in your mind thinking we never argue in front of the kids, they don't know, you are wrong. Kids know. Kids always know. An icy silence between parents can speak volumes to children. Comments that you make that seem offhand or are, you know, off the cuff about their other parent that might be snide or denigrating, they hear that. They are smart. They know what's going on. It means you need to avoid arguments whenever possible and discussions about the divorce. All of this should never happen anywhere near the children. That communication needs to happen privately. 
and it should happen as respectfully as possible. So that means that when you leave those conversations, you are not taking that feeling of animosity back into the room with your children. And that is something that you do because you love your children more than you in that moment dislike your ex. And if you have to say that to yourself out loud or in your head or tattoo it on your hand or whatever is going to work to help you. I know one parent who put a rubber band around their wrist and would snap it when they felt like saying something nasty about their ex when the children are around. That is truly critical and I know it's hard. It is really hard. I know. I know. I know. I know. I've been there. I know. But it is probably the most critical thing that you can take out of this little mini episode. The next strategy is to co-parent effectively. Be collaborative. It means you need to work together. Whether that is you have a plan in place and you're going to stick to it because that's the best you both can do right now, or it means being flexible so that you can both flow with it. Whatever's going to work for the two of you, hopefully as co-parents, That is what you have to do for now. That doesn't mean it's set in stone forever, but try to co-parent as effectively as possible for your children and keep their best interests in mind, knowing that the number one best interest is that you keep conflict down for them. Not arguing with your co-parent is one of the best things that you can do for them. You also want to try where you can to keep consistency and routine in place. Those are essential for your children's well-being. Where flexibility can be helpful, that is part of co-parenting effectively. I always tell parents, if you are in a high conflict situation and need that set in stone plan, then stick to it. But if you are able to be flexible, be flexible because someday you're going to need that flexibility back from your co-parent. And understand that both of you within your household can provide emotional support to your children because children are going to go through a range of emotions just like you are during a divorce. Their emotions, please, are not your emotions. They are not feeling what you're feeling. So your anger at your spouse does not necessarily translate to your child's anger at your spouse. And you should not presume that it does. Listen to your children. Offer understanding, reassurance, and emotional support during the challenging time. But they are not your friend and they're not there to talk about how you're feeling or processing the divorce. They may be having difficulty with choices there that your co-parents are making, that their other parents are making. You can help them deal with that without denigrating their co-parent, although you really may want to. And again, I get that. But for your kids, the better thing that you can do is help them deal with it in that moment. And honestly, wherever possible, you, you really want to help your children maintain a positive relationship with your co-parent, with their other parent. Children do best when they have a healthy relationship with both of you. So that, that urge to speak negatively about your co-parent 
may make you feel better in the shortfall. And you may truly, I I have had this discussion with parents many times. Well, he or she made a choice to do this to our family. They hurt me. I am the mother or father of the children. Therefore, they hurt the children. That is not going to help your children. Your children need, to the extent possible, to have a healthy relationship with both of you. So if you can, avoid speaking negatively about the other parent or involving your children in what is going on between the two of you. I always say, and there's a great episode with Christina McGee about not putting your children in the middle of the divorce, that... It is important when you are talking to your children about the adult issues of divorce that you focus on the problem, not the person, and that you remember there is information that it may be useful to share with your children because they know something is going on, but they do not need to know the adult issues that are going on between the two of you. But to conclude, the myth that there is a presumption that divorce is always going to have a negative impact on your children, that is just not accurate. We know that while divorce can be difficult, the more that you and your co-parent, if possible, but even what you can do to keep the level of conflict down between you as parents is what most affects your children's well-being. It is not the divorce itself. So parents Top, top, top level parents who can cooperate, communicate effectively, and prioritize their children's needs can minimize to the greatest extent the negative impact. And if you don't have a cooperative co-parent, I call it the power of one. One sane, healthy, supportive parent is still going to help your child have the least amount of negative impact. So you still have a great deal of power, even if you cannot cooperatively co-parent with your children's other parent. And I really think by debunking this particular myth, we can empower parents to create that supportive and nurturing environment for their kids, both during and after the divorce process, whether it's by co-parenting effectively or whether it's through the power of one. So make sure that this is always at the top of your mind. Get that rubber band, snap your wrist if that's going to help you remind or to help you stay away from, you know, really putting down your co-parent, always putting your children at the forefront and trying to co-parent effectively. I know your co-parent may not be on board with this. I get it. I've seen it. It's sad and it's it's sorry and, and it's a terrible thing for children, but they will still do better if you are able to maintain as much of a healthy relationship with their co-parent as possible. So you want to keep the conflict down, get the best result for your kids, and move forward into hopefully a cooperative co-parenting relationship in your beyond. This is another case where I'm going to say go look at any of the episodes with the amazing Christina McGee. There are eight or nine of them. She is she is America's favorite co-parenting expert for a reason. She's my co-parenting expert for a reason. Truly, she has the best insights of anyone that I know, whether you are cooperatively co-parenting or whether you are exercising that power of one. Go listen to those episodes. I'll link to a few in the show notes. 
And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for the final episode in the Busting Divorce Myths mini episode series. We're going to bust the final myth and it's around the reasons for the breakdown of the marriage or the reasons for divorce. So be sure to tune in and hear the final day of our busting myths and get your freedom from the divorce myths that are going to hold you back in your divorce. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.